1: Hello and welcome to tonight's CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualia, sitting here with Mike Molyneux and with Marv Izan. The topic today is Nikhil Harry. So we've talked briefly about this topic before, and we've talked briefly about just the Patriots offense as a whole, and there's one, I would say it's a pretty big factor as we head into the 2020 season obviously a lot of things are changing there's a lot of key pieces that are gone one main key piece would be tom brady you're rolling into a new era with a new quarterback in jared stidham so let's talk about the second year receiver first round draft pick from the 2019 nfl draft Nikhil harry guys the question is how important is Nikhil Harry to the success of the 2020 season? Do you think that he's important at all? Do you think his success is going to directly correlate with the Patriots' success in 2020? Marvel, we'll start with you. What do you think?
0: I've been saying this for the past year now with Nikhil Harry, and it still holds true today. I don't think Nikhil got a fair shake last year. I think that the Patriots, you know, they didn't. They didn't do him right and do him justice in getting him more involved in the playing field. And there was times where, you know, they left him hang to dry and, and media, fans and whatnot got on him unnecessarily. I think Nikhil Harry is very talented. And there's been spurts where he's shown his talent to this team. And he's going to be vital. I think he's going to be huge, especially, you know, going into this year. We believe that Jason Stidham is going to be the quarterback. If he can build a rapport with Nikhil Harry, who – Was a number a first round pick? He was a first round pick, and he has the talent of a first rounder. We get him included, get him involved early in the game plan, early in the season. Nikil can be huge for this team. We see what his skill set is. You know, a lot of people want to label him as an outside receiver, but this is a guy who can get inside the trenches, make tough catches. We've seen him in some a couple of jet sweeps and running situations like he's very versatile can catch into traffic so let's see what he can do i, I hate how they did him last year you know with now with a, a different offensive system i believe that's going to happen with josh mcdaniels and we talked about last week how julian edelman we all believe julian edelman's going to take a step back so it's time to if someone's taking a step back someone's got to take a step forward and that's prime the kill harry time to really, to really do that. And he's got a guy in Mohamed Sanu with a similar skill set in himself as well, who he can learn from.
1: Yeah, so last year, obviously, battled injury. He looked pretty good in the preseason. So he played seven regular season games. He had two touchdowns, 12 receptions on 24 targets. And, I mean, should have had that touchdown against Kansas City, where the ref called him out of bounds, which is still one of the most wild it's missed terrible. calls. Of the 2019-2020 the season. That was disgusting. I hope that referee doesn't have a job this year because that was gross. You stole a touchdown away from Nikhil Harry in his rookie season. An
0: impressive, an impressive touchdown, too.
1: It was a nice touchdown. He had to battle to get there, and that sucked that that got taken away. blew the game. All right, Mike, what do you think? How important is Nikhil Harry's success to the Patriots' 2020 success?
2: So, again, I think I said this, you know, the last – two or three times we've we've done this the show, that the Patriots are in a rebuilding era. Jared Stidham's the quarterback, know that, drafted a lot of new young guys. But I'm saying this as well, I think Nikhil Harry needs to be at least number two on the depth chart when you're talking about wide receivers on this team. Obviously, Julian Edelman's still there, you know, he's still... I was going to
1: say, who would would he be behind? If he's number two, who do you think he'd be behind? He's behind behind
2: Edelman. Even though he's behind Edelman on the depth chart, Edelman will be out there. They're not just going to, you know, Edelman's not going to be sitting on the bench throughout the course of the season. And in terms of talent, he's probably still the most reliable wide receiver that they have. But if there's two wide receivers taking the field to start the game, it should be Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry. Like, Nikhil Harry needs to be fed the ball this year. If the belief is that Jared Stidham is going to be the guy to go into the future with as the starting quarterback for New England Patriots, he needs to have somebody right there as his tag team partner, uh, and that and that has to be Nikhil Harry. I mean, I know Jacoby Myers is there, and he showed a lot of promise with chemistry last uh, preseason uh, with the Patriots. Um, Mohamed Sanu's there as well, Edelman. But like, it has to be the guy who you took early in the 2019 draft has to be Nikhil Harry. I'm I'm looking at some other teams. You know, you see these videos of uh, I think AJ Brown and um, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. Lamar Lamar Jackson from uh, Baltimore. These guys, two young guys in the league, putting in work together. You know, grinding. Hollywood Brown, Hollywood, Hollywood Brown. Brown, and and Lamar Jackson putting in work together. Two guys who they said, oh, they're trying to be, you know, the ones to take over the league. They're trying to be the next, you know, Jerry Rice in Montana. Like, yeah, let's relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <they're> saying, <laughs> but, I mean, it seems like they're putting in the work to grind and do that. Now, I don't know how much time... Nikhil Harry and Stidham have spent together and who knows how long Stidham is even going to stick around as the quarterback for the New England Patriots who knows some stuff is still up in the air but right now I think the Patriots know believe and have hope that Nikhil Harry will be you know a solid wide receiver on this team for years to come so him in this upcoming season he has to be huge and the Patriots need to put the ball in his hands as much as possible.
1: Right. And obviously, we don't know yet what he's going to do in the 2020 season. We don't know how big of a step forward he's going to take. And you got to assume he's going to take at least a small step forward. We know <laughs> the guy has talent. If he didn't, the Patriots took him in the first round for a reason. And I know they've swung and missed on receivers in the past, but they had enough confidence, confidence in this guy to take him in the first round. So there's got to be something. So you have to anticipate that he's going to take a step forward. But let me say this if he doesn't take a step forward, guys. This offense is going to be booty. It is going to be absolute. It's going to be ass. Like, they need to have somebody. They have to have a legitimate weapon at the receiver position. And you don't know what the rest of the guys are going to do. We expect, like Marv said, we expect Adam to take a step back. You've got Jacoby Myers, who knows. He is the biggest question mark to me on the offensive side of the football. I would think. Off the top of my head, that's he might be the biggest question wild card. mark. He's a real wild card. He is, because you saw spurts of him with, 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 talent with chemistry with Jared said last year, but we don't know what he's going to do this year because that ended up dying off as the season went on. And I think part of that was because Tom Brady just did not want to throw him the football. And then Marquise Lee, who knows what that guy's going to do. Who knows if he's going to be on the roster. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows if he's going to be on the roster in week one. And then Muhammad Sanu, I think he'll be back to normal. I was excited when they made that trade last year, but Nikhil Harry, his success is vital to the success of the Patriots 2020 offense. It absolutely is. Because if he doesn't take that step forward again, the offense is going to struggle. And a big bonus here is you've got a first-year wide receiver, and I mean a first-year quarterback in Jared Stidham, uh, hopefully your franchise guy, and then you've got a second-year wide receiver who you hope is going to take a step forward, Nikhil Harry. If they can develop a really solid, a really tight relationship, a really, really solid, strong chemistry on the field, then that's going to be not only good for the Patriots next year, but for years to come. Because, you again, you've got that young relationship that you can just hope will build as the years go on. Yep. But, man, if he does not take a step forward, guys, that is not going to be good as we watch the Patriots next season. And while we probably watch Tampa Bay have a pretty damn good year because uh, Brady's got some damn good receivers around him.
0: Let's not forget, though, Stidham, Stidham knows these guys. You know, he's been practicing with them all of last year as well and, and throwing them the football. So it's not like yeah. Stidham's in a brand-new situation. He's thrown to Sanu. He's thrown, he's thrown to Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers, and such for the whole, whole past year now.
1: Right, right. I just think if Nikhil Harry and Jared Stidham don't get on a really good page next year, it's not going to be a good season to be a Patriots fan for the first time in a long
3: time. As you know by now, I'm finally doing something about my weight and my health by starting Awaken 180 Weight Loss. I've already dropped about 18 pounds, and I'm not the only one. Kendrick Perkins is down about 30 pounds, and we're just two of 11,000 who found the solution for weight loss. No gym, no medication, no tricks, or gimmicks. Awaken 180, a combination of science, nutrition, and expert one-on-one coach. If you have weight to lose, I recommend you call Paige and her team. You'll lose weight starting the first week and each and every week until you get to your ideal weight. Awaken 180, six locations, but during this lockdown, they're starting virtually, the same program from the comforts of your home. Simply Zip, log in to Awaken180WeightLoss.com, fill out the form online and start your weight loss transformation. Awaken 180 Weight Loss, the official weight loss program for the Boston Red Sox.
1: All right, guys, this is the CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualia, sitting here with Mike Molyneux and with Marv Azan. We got the news last week. We A lot of people were talking about this. When the last dance was going on in ESPN, great documentary, one of my favorites I've ever seen in my life. The things that I did not know about Michael Jordan that we learned and that we, even the things that I knew about him, then we actually got to see a uh, footage of it and actually had storytelling behind it it was an awesome documentary and obviously you talk about one goat and mj you're going to talk about the other one and tom brady a lot of people were like hopefully they make a documentary like this about tom brady well we got the news tom brady will be getting a nine-part documentary series uh with espn it's going to be called man in the arena but that came with backlash is too strong of a word but It came with a little bit of pushback, I'll say, from some people. Some people think it's way too early, but some people are just ready to go. Let's watch this documentary. So, guys, I want to throw that question to you. Is it too early for a Michael Jordan Last Dance-style documentary for Tom Brady, who is still, let's say this for the people who don't know, still playing football for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Mike, let's start with you. What do you think? It's too damn early, Nick. It's too damn early. Point blank, period. I believe when I saw it. I was like, is this a joke? I thought he was doing one of his Tom Brady funny old man Instagram yeah. posts. And you know, the thing is, I, I believe
2: everybody who pays attention to sports, you'd have to figure sometime down the line, a documentary in some sort of way or fashion would come out about Tom Brady's career. It's a must. You know, he's had one of the most <laughs> legendary careers for uh, an athlete ever. So you'd figure this would come out. But to do it or have it come out while he's still an active player makes no sense. That's one thing. Two, I understand the hype and the viewership and everything that came along with the last dance. And ESPN just wants to jump on right on top of that and, and ride the wave that is real high based off the last dance. And it's just not the right time. It's just not the right time. And then another thing, just a random number, nine parts. What kind of random number is <laughs> nine-part documentary? That being said, I don't care. Nine parts, two parts, it should not be coming out now. Point blank, period. Tom Brady's still playing. You're telling me there's a chance, where because we, we, it's coming out, what, next year, correct? Next year? One. There's going to be a chance, we're watching a documentary about Tom Brady, whose career's still going on. About, you know, his time as a New England Patriot, probably for the most part. Well, he's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Like, what the hell is this? Brady should retire. Several years should go by. Maybe not as long as the last dance of Michael Jordan's retirement and whatnot. But several years should go by. Then you bring it back up to people's attention. But hey, remember this guy, how great of a guy Tom Brady was. But it's being screwed up. Screwed it up with this documentary coming out too soon.
1: So something so this is this is a documentary produced by gotham chopra uh with espn and i gotham chopra did tom versus time too right he was i i think i think he was the one i think he was the one who threw that together uh obviously that was the documentary came out last year with facebook um but he had this to say because uh this was brought up about tom brady in the last dance how it's how it's close he said it's not that that may or may not exist 20 years from now i don't know and this is in response to Tom Brady and this not being his last dance. There's this sort of, of immediacy to this. The premise of the last dance was telling stories about the seasons, whereas Brady's, it does feel like a little bit more real time. Tom continues to be an active player, so the idea is, okay, let's talk about these nine seasons, this incredible body of work across 20 years, and how it's still sort of affecting him. Tom's kind of just, when you're talking to him, it's still very fresh because he's still processing a lot of things that may have happened across a season but that's that that doesn't that doesn't explain anything to me like that just what that was to me was he heard the pushback about okay how come we're doing this when he's still playing and he came back with this response which literally just says what we knew was coming it's a story about his career that's all he said in that long-winded paragraph that's all that was so, Marv, what do you think? Is this too early for a Tom Brady, uh, The Last Dance style documentary? <laughs> this
0: is <my> <laughs> Listen, you guys both said it all about if it's too early. So I'm not even going to repeat what you guys said. Obviously, we all agree it's too early. Here's the real question. Do we really need a nine-part series on Tom Brady? Like, is Tom Brady... Really that interesting that we need a nine-part series like what they did for Michael Jordan. Exactly. Like we have to understand something here. Michael Jordan's different. <laughs> like, yes, they both have six rings, but how Michael Jordan impacted the world is nowhere close to what has what Tom Brady has done. Michael Jordan, kids grew up saying, I want to be like Mike. No one's singing, I want to be like Tom. Like it, it, it's two different atmospheres. Their careers <laughs> were two different things. They changed. No one's buying the UGG 3s. I'm not seeing anyone buy the UGG 3s. You bought the UGG 3s? You bought the UGG 3s? I don't even know. Did you say UGG? It said the UGG 3s. No. The Ugg threes. <laughs> they do look
1: comfortable, though.
0: Of course, of course they look comfortable. Tom, Tom Brady, I feel like, he, obviously, there should be a documentary on him. I think nine-part series is kind of ridiculous. I don't think that we need a nine-part series on it. If you ask me, the whole Patriots dynasty is more interesting than they, Tom Brady. They should Brady. do that. They absolutely should do that.
3: It, it
0: should be, if there's a, you're telling me there's a nine-part series on the Patriots dynasty? We get to really get into the nitty-gritty of decisions and Bill Belichick and the relationship between Brady and Belichick. And you, you, have, a, you have one or two episodes on just Tom Brady because obviously he's a huge part of it one or two episodes on Bill Belichick, then I'll, yes, then I'm intrigued. But you're telling me a Tom Brady documentary on some a guy who's still playing? I don't think we need nine parts, especially on a guy who's come up in the generation after Jordan. So we, uh, we're we seeing it in real time in a lot more fashion. We know he was the 199th pick. We know he's got a chip on his shoulder. We see the Instagrams and things like that. So he's already in our faces a lot, and we've already indulged a lot on Tom Brady. So I don't think it's going to be as successful to have a nine-part series on him now. It just doesn't it doesn't make too much sense for me, and I'm, I fear that this Last Dance documentary is going to do that for a lot of documentaries. I feel like people are going to think they need docu-series. Well, no, the hour and a half, two hours you guys were giving us were just fine. There was just enough information there. It was still as revealing. We don't need to drag this out for nine parts.
1: Right, and, and part of what made the last dance cool was you had guys, you had interesting people on the team. And, like, the, page, the whole Patriots way is to make guys boring, basically. That's what they want to do. When Michael Jordan and the Bulls, they had guys like Dennis Rodman who you could do entire episodes on. Like, that was a crazy part of that documentary was just the fact that you've got a guy like Dennis Rodman blowing off finals practice because he wants to go wrestle in the WWE. (laughs) You don't have that here. And anyway, like you said, I mean, you can cut this down to, I would even say, five episodes. If you want to do a docuseries, I could live with five episodes. But nine hour-long episodes about Tom Brady and his damn avocados and his workout regimen and making sure he's flexible, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. Am I going to launch the hell out of it? Yeah. Am I going to get goosebumps? Yeah, probably. But another part of the MJ appeal with this documentary was, I mean, we're all in our 20s. We all know, but we've grown up knowing that there's the debate. That Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. A lot of people watch the highlights. I mean, like like we watch Space Jam and everything. He was a part of our lives. But we were young. And again, we're in our 20s. We were young, young, young when he was still playing. 1998, I was four years old. I don't remember any of that, obviously. So part of the appeal was, okay, I know about this guy. I know a lot about this guy. But now we get to go into detail here. With the Tom Brady documentary, we experienced all this. We watched all this. Like, I don't know what else, unless there's some like deep stuff that we don't know about that they're really going to expose in this. I just don't know how interesting that's going to be now. I
0: yeah. think. So unless, you're telling, unless you're telling me you could, this document is going to tell me why Malcolm Butler didn't play in the Super Bowl, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. That's those are the things we want to know about. Yeah,
2: I think I think what both of you guys saying is true with the fact that you know living in this current day and age there's not really much stuff that's hidden. There's not. I don't think there's much stuff that they can show in yeah. the documentary. They're like, whoa, I didn't know that compared to The Last Dance where there's a time period, was no real social media and different things happening. So they're showing you stuff that's like, unless you got the deep inspiration, you have no idea what this stuff was going on. Now, with Brady and this current era in society we're living in, they're going to show you a lot of stuff. They're just You're just like... Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah. I it's, it's
1: not gonna be that wow factor of whoa, that happened it's not gonna beat it. Another problem I've got with it is Tom's on a Tom's on a two year deal with Tampa Bay, right? That's the contract he signed. It was two years. Yeah. So let's even say he doesn't win it this year, but he wins the Super Bowl next year. Are you telling me we're just gonna miss the seventh ring in a Tom Brady documentary? We're gonna miss yes. We're gonna That's miss yeah, we're going to miss a championship ring that literally puts him past any franchise in the NFL. He has more rings than any franchise in the NFL, including the Patriots at that point. If the Patriots don't win next year, he would have more rings than anybody. And we're just going to miss that part in the documentary just because we want to rush and get this thing out now. Look at the weapons around him. He's got Godwin. He's got Evans. He's got Gronk. He's got OJ Howard. Guys, that okay. team That team is going to F. That team is going <laughs> to F around they might win, and then you might just not have that in the documentary I don't care how great
2: of an athlete it is in any sport, any sport. There should never be a documentary made while they're still playing or not they it should at least be maybe five to seven years removed from playing before you consider a documentary on a player.
0: I disagree like you could have a documentary on a player while they're playing like thirty for thirty what makes thirty for thirty great is. They do documentaries on moments. They don't do it on your career. They, oh, we're gonna focus on this one moment, and we're gonna do a doctor a documentary on it. If you if you can do doc, you can do documentaries on moments while players are still playing. But if you want to do a full, yeah. range, you know, a full lane full length thing, then yeah, you gotta wait till the person's yeah. done done. The playing. way
2: they're depicting this Brady thing is is about his career. If you're gonna do a documentary yeah. about the moment, like. They did a documentary about the 2004 Red Sox. That moment about those players at that time in their career, sure, that's fine. But if you want to have a documentary about someone's career, that's perfectly fine. Just don't do it while they're still in the middle of playing. I don't even care if they're in their last season. Wait till it's done, several years removed, then do something about the whole career. That's just my opinion.
1: All right, like, like I don't get – like I want to see this documentary. I'm very excited to see it, and I was excited about the idea of it before they announced it, but – I want it to be like, I'm 26, like maybe like late 30s, and then all of a sudden ESPN drops this news and be like, hell yeah, let me get my child here. (laughs) If I have a child by then, let me sit his ass down and be like, you're watching, I don't care about this schmuck that you're watching on the Patriots now who might be having a good season. This is the greatest quarterback of all time. You watched this damn, my six-year-old, you watch this show, you little idiot. Like that's what I want. The, that's what I wanted out of this. But now I got to watch a documentary. I've been, I've been literally witnessing since I was eight. Yeah. I don't know. Don't love it. Don't love the timing. That's for sure. Anything else guys?
0: No, hey, I don't, it's we're, like you said, Nick, we're all going to watch it. We're going to okay. probably enjoy it. Cause this is, we're going to, we're going to relive some championship moments. Of course, we're going to see fiery Brady in a Patriots uniform. But then again, for us, this is gonna be a, a a year removed when Brady's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. So how it's gonna be a weird feeling for us as well, as Patriots fans. Agree.
1: Yeah. Agree. Yeah, but I think I don't know. I'm I'm kinda of, just with Brady and the Bucks, I'm I'm over it. Like we said, we were talking about the match before we started recording. I'm like, yeah, this isn't my quarterback anymore.
2: <laughs> <They don't belong.
1: laughs> nope. All right, guys, that was the CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. Again, Nick Qualia, Marvazon, Mike Molino. Guys, follow us on Twitter. Little, little uh, Twitter handle's popping up right now, I'm going to assume. We'll be back next week with a couple more episodes of the CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. And don't forget, you can also catch the show on iTunes as well. Nick Qualia, Marvazon, Mike Molino. Guys, we'll be back next week. Thanks for watching.